Well, hello, 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 hello. You are at Anchored in Hope with Father Larry Richards. And it is October the 5th, the Feast of St. Faustina, the Apostle of Mercy. And uh, October the 5th, 2023. And we're glad that you are here. Uh, we're in the middle of Oktoberfest. I think I'm out of starting, setting up, so I think I'm out of my mind for being here today. I said, I walked in, I said, what is the matter with me? I'm crazy. But anyway, here I am. We might have to cut it a little early today. We'll, we'll see how things are going. So welcome, everybody. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your presence in our lives. Help us to always stay focused on you, Father. Stay focused on Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. We beg you these things, Father, in Jesus' holy name, amen. Mary, Mother of Jesus, pray for us. Good St. Joseph, pray for us. In your Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, welcome here, everybody. Uh, we're glad that you're here. Today, we're going to sit there because the, uh, the synod started in Rome, and it gets uh, good and bad publicity uh, and then we're going to talk about the dubia that came out uh, again with the um, uh, the Holy Father. Like they're coming against the Holy Father again. So I just wanted to deal with all this stuff again and to, to be able to sit there and work about what, uh, what, the, what the church says and what the Holy Father says and to make sure that we're all on the same page so i'm going to the um, um to the vatican's website here because they put all this stuff on the first thing i want to deal with though before i go to any of the other stuff is the synod now synods are they did it uh, it's like a council they did the first one in jerusalem when they were talking about uh, um whether you had to be circumcised or not and again, you got to remember here with this stuff. You know, I have a friend that sits there and like someone says to me, they're trying to change truth. You can't change truth by definition. You can't change truth. But you can get deeper insights into things, right? So the truth is God is love. The truth is there is a trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The truth is Jesus Christ was born to die for our sins. The truth is Jesus paid for our sins. The truth is Jesus saves us. I think what we do for him, it's what he does for us. All this is truth. Now, when it comes to uh, development of doctrine, the development of doctrine has happened a lot, a lot, a lot in the church, okay? So it doesn't mean that's what the synod is about. The synod started in 2021, and it asked people from all over the world their opinion, huh? which is the first time anything like this has ever happened because it used to be it just called the bishops together, and the bishops are the leaders of the church. But as Vatican II says, that we have to listen to the spirit of uh, the people. The, 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 I forget the word for it, but it's uh, when we, we listen to what the people say. Because the spirit of the living God speaks to the whole body of Christ, not just the bishops huh? or the pope. Uh, but that's where the magisterium comes from, so you need that. But to just listen to what people say. So for some reason, some 
bishops, cardinal, people, uh, ultra-conservatives, I'll just say it that way, are afraid of the synod because they're afraid that we're going to change the teaching of the church. And the Holy Father has said that's not the case. Uh, but they come out and they, some place, some bishops call it demonic. Some uh, people call it from the Antichrist. And again, it's because uh, I believe, because they're afraid of losing power. Hmm? People love to control others. And we do it through fear. You know, you either do this or you go to hell. Uh, and there's many ways we've done this throughout the centuries. But if we're going to listen to the living God, that Jesus isn't dead, he's alive. He still leads his church through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we have to listen to the voice of the Spirit. And it can teach us how to deal with people differently. For instance, again, the Council of Jerusalem dealt with circumcision. The law says, God's law, he wrote it, said, to be a Jew, you needed to be circumcised, a male. And then when Christianity came, Paul made the argument that uh, Christ is the cir circumcision, so people do not have to be circumcised. Now, of course, that started a lot of debate, argument, right at the very beginning of the church. Now, the people that said you had to be circumcised because it was God's law, lost. Huh? And so, then the Council of Jerusalem talks about how you do not have to be circumcised to be a disciple of Jesus, even though the Old Testament or the, the law said you had to. Second thing, that it used to be that uh, the Sabbath, which is the commandment of God, correct? That uh, This uh, third commandment, keep holy the Sabbath. The Sabbath is Saturday. It has nothing to do with Sunday. Now, the early church came together with the Pope of that time and says, because Christ rose from the dead on Sunday, we celebrate Sunday as our Sabbath. Now, we changed the Sabbath to Sunday. We call it the Lord's Day. So we changed God's law from Saturday to Sunday. But Christ did that himself by rising from the dead. But we had to reinterpret that scripture, that teaching. And so then you get to uh, the Holy Father, uh, Peter, Pope Peter, was praying one day, and as he was praying, uh, a thing came down and says, take and eat, take and eat, and says, I will never eat. Nothing unclean has ever entered my mouth. And he says, what God has called clean, you must not call unclean. Now, here's the Pope that has not even a council has a vision in prayer, and then he changes the rules. Huh? The truth is still that we have to obey God, but the way it's carried out is different. Take one more modern. The church in the Bible talks about, um, well, the Bible, first of all, and the church later, about slavery was okay. Now, is there anybody here that would believe today that slavery is okay? So, has truth changed? Nope. We're all called to freedom. Some people thought that was just for some people. The truth is everyone's called to freedom, and we have freedom in Christ. We had to really go deeper into that insight about what Jesus came to do. Though the Bible says you could have slaves, and the church had slaves. It was just that simple. And so when all these things have changed 
then we got to sit there and think, so if it's already happened, then things can happen. So what the Holy Father has asked is the whole world. They ask questions since two since 2021, and then yesterday they met uh, with a group in the Synod, only the first part of the Synod, and they start discussing things. And I have found just for people to be heard is a big reality. And so if we can hear people, and like again, I do, I used to have to do town halls at my parish four times a year. And they, as long as they were respectful, they could tell me anything. They could disagree with me, anything else, as long as they were respectful. And so sometimes it would say, Father, how come we can't have Mass at uh, 8 o'clock? When I used to teach, it used to be 8 o'clock daily Mass. And then we went back to, uh, I had to move it to 7 because I was at prep and I had Mass at 8 o'clock there. So I had two daily Masses. And uh, so when I was no longer teaching at prep, then they called and says, why can't we move that 7 o'clock back to the 8? And I said, because... The people that could go to uh, 7 o'clock mass can't go to 8, but the people who go to 8 o'clock mass could go to 7 because people have jobs and different things. Oh, okay. So just by listening to people and then being able to tell them, yes, we agree, no, we don't, we can't change that, whatever. But people says we shouldn't even be talking about these things. And the problem is, is that we got to discern where the Lord is leading us. Because Christ isn't dead, he's alive, and he still leads his church. And so when people are afraid that we might listen to people and change things, we can't change moral authority, but we can get deeper insights into it. And when you get the people from around the world that want to look and decide where God is calling us to, and then you have like the dubia again, the four cardinals, they think they're special. And they go and they challenge the Holy Father. And you do realize this last dubia came out. You know how long it took the Holy Father to answer them? One day. He responded the very next day when they sent that out. But they didn't like his response. They tried to corner him and saying yes and no. And he knew that, of course, so he just gave them the answers. He answered everyone quite extensively. But they didn't like the answers. So they came back and made a public and everything else. No respect. For people that publicly go against the Holy Father. There's no humility there. I don't care if they're a cardinal. I could care less. Cardinals are bound by obedience also. When they start thinking, I'm a prince of a church, you're not the prince of anything. You are the servant of the servants of God. And you should start serving instead of thinking that you're going to sit there and challenge everything because we don't see the way the things the way you see things. I'm talking disrespectfully, I go, I know. I just get so hot because they bring such confusion. And it's like the, the, uh, the devil. What does the devil do? He's the accuser. Night and day accuses them. And so here's these cardinals that are accusing the Holy Father, night and day. And when they don't like the answers, they accuse them again. And so, and then we have these people in the United States, especially, who go against the Senate, have absolutely no idea what's being talked about, why it's being talked about, no history of it. They just have their own little, uh, they watch things on Facebook and everything else instead of going to the direct reality. Huh? And so I'd encourage you, first of all, you go to the Vatican News and you can look right up on here. The questions of the dubia, the ones that were sent in to the Holy Father and his answers. 
immediately read both sides. Because again, if you're looking for truth, you don't want to just hear one side. You want to hear both. So when someone asks a question, you have a right to ask questions. I have no problem with asking questions. But when you're given an answer, then read it and don't immediately come. I don't like that answer. Well, that's nice. There's a lot of, like you don't like, uh, they're demanding uh, that uh, the Holy Father listens to them and only them. And so when the Holy Father is saying, we're having a sin that is listening to everybody. No, 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 you listen to us. Mm-mm-mm. See, I would wish that the Holy Father, and this is my own opinion again, I wish he'd demote each of the cardinals because they're leading more people astray and they should just be demoted. That's all. You're no longer a cardinal. Done. You know, and they can do that that fast. Just so that uh, they're going to, you know, I think that some of these guys are going to go into schism because they want to run their own church. But that's not of God. And I've been trying to be um, these last months in that very, not, you know, not making any kind of strong comments because people get mad. But you know what? I'm just tired of the other side just constantly condemning people. And then as soon as you press back against them, oh, how dare you? Oh, yeah. You can publicly go against the Holy Father of the church. You can publicly say things every day. huh? Again, the one cardinal, uh, the guy that uh, demanded that hopes that the Pope should be killed and he should be in hell forever, he says, the only cardinal I believe in is, and he names this cardinal. Now, you would think that the cardinal would come and say what he did was wrong. No. You see, there's great issues. And as long as we just keep trying to put all this under the rug and not deal with it directly, then it's going to be worse. It's not going to be better. So the call is for every one of us to repent, the cardinals to repent, everyone who sits there and wants to argue, me, to repent. And then listen to God. And it's amazing how God tells us things and shows us things that we weren't open to if we're listening. If we don't just say our prayers, but we listen to God of the universe. And God speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through the uh, magisterium of the church. And that's the pope with the bishops, as we talked about many times. But he speaks through others also. You know, God spoke through an ass. Balaam, remember? He spoke through an ass to the people. So God can speak through any way he wants. And if the only thing we're doing is trying to listen, well, we have to listen to this particular thing. I get it. But what Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of my brothers and sisters, you do unto me. So we have to listen to the least of the brothers and sisters because the least of the brothers and sisters are also speaking God's word. Now, they could also be demonic and speaking evil words. That's why you need the Holy Spirit for discernment. Huh? So I'm just encouraging you to please give the Holy Father and most 98, 99% of the bishops of the church, give them the first courtesy to trust them before you keep going off. And I know if you're watching me, you're not one of those that go off. Uh, someone else will do that later when this gets put out. But we just got to sit there and stop bringing this division and start working in unity. 
the other day, the if you go to daily mass, it says, "Is God's will that we're of one heart, one mind." Philippians two, hmm. that we think others is more important than us. And again, I don't do that well. I know, and I've said it, and even when I'm making my uh, strong opinions known, it's not done in humility, and it needs to be done in humility. But as I've said a million times. I took a vow of obedience, and I'll obey my bishop, even when I don't agree with him. I'll obey my pope, even if I don't agree with him. And I will be respectful to both, because I took a vow. And God makes me want to fulfill those vows. I wouldn't do them by myself, but we got to do it. So, again, I just wanted to deal with this and... uh, Say, don't be afraid. Huh? Don't be afraid of the sin. Don't be afraid of a dubia. Always look at both sides of an argument. Don't just look at the side of the argument you agree with because that's not being open to truth. That's being open to people who express your opinion, your echo chamber, and agreeing with uh, that they agree with you so good. We should always, all of us, myself included, humbly listen to the voice of God, knowing that I can be wrong. Hmm. and I might not know everything. And it may be, just maybe, when the holy God of the universe chose Pope Francis to lead the church, the God of the universe knew what he was doing. Okay? So it's going to end it there now today because I'm going to have to get out of here early, so I want to uh, open this uh, to questions and open this to whatever other questions you might have. Um, but again, go. Everything's available online. Uh, read it. It's not that hard. Uh, you can read the, the readings from the Holy Father. Everything is, uh, again, being on the Vatican website, Vatican News. And you can read what they're talking about. Uh, you can read all kinds of stuff about it. So I encourage you to, if you are afraid of this, then don't just listen to me or just don't listen to what Facebook people say and all these people. And again, just because someone's a Catholic speaker does not mean they're speaking for the heart of God, including me. So again, don't listen to me. Listen to what the official teachings, what's being taught, what the Holy Father's saying, how he opened the, the prayer at the synod, what he's calling us to be open unto the Holy Spirit. All these things, listen to what he says. Uh, and you can listen to what the other people say too. Absolutely, absolutely. But... Make sure you listen to both sides and you always pray the Holy Spirit to lead you into truth. And then we'll all be on the same page, huh? Uh, But whatever we knew, we all got to do with humility. I just didn't do that well. But I'm not a good one with humility. So uh, not an excuse. I got to do it more and more. I listened to what, uh, did you listen to the second reading last Sunday? Though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not deem equality with God. Something to grasp that. Rather, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave. And I know that's what I got to do more. I got to have the mind of Christ. I got to think of others as more important than me. That's all from the second reading last Sunday. That's all for all of us, huh? So, okay, let's go on and let's ask some, answer some questions. Hi, everyone. Good afternoon from California. Well, welcome. New Mexico, welcome. Philadelphia, welcome. Okay, here from California, a friend of mine asked if Jesus Christ is a Jew or Jewish. Why are we Catholics and not Jewish? Now I was wondering myself, 
Thanks, Father. Uh, Jesus was a Jew, and all the church in the beginning was Jewish. Again, it was one of those things they got together for a council. That's part of the thing because when non-Jews were becoming Christians, they said the argument was, should they become Jewish first? Meaning, should they be circumcised? And then the council says, no, they didn't need to do that. And what happened was we used to do our, we used to worship with the Jews because we were all Jewish in the beginning. Now that came out later, Paul brought more and more people and so Peter uh, bring them uh, who were not Jews into the faith. But they used to be in the synagogue and would listen to the word of God and they would go to their homes and they would break open the bread. So they did the liturgy of the word in the synagogue and the liturgy of the Eucharist in their homes. Uh, and Paul deals with this, you know, when they're all, some people are not sharing their food, you know, in Corinthians, he goes crazy over this. Even in the early church, there was problems. And uh, then the synagogue, the Jews expelled us because we were saying Christ is God and there's only one God. And so then slowly we all became the followers of the way is what it was called. And then Christians, the one who follows, the ones who follow the Christ. Hmm. So it, was a, it wasn't an overnight transition. It took time, but it was uh, because we brought people in who were not Jews, and then we were slowly expelled from the synagogues. Um, so that's why most Christians now are not uh, originally Jews. But they're still our older brother and sisters, the Jewish people, so we have great respect for them. But we don't become him. Paul deals with this a lot in Galatians when he's, you know, there's a, it was a big fight about the people are pushing for circumcision. And Paul sits there and says, those who are pushing for circumcision, I hope the next time they try to circumcise, they slip and castrate themselves. Now, you see, that was St. Paul. That's in the Holy Word of God. Now, sometimes people think that I get strong. Mm-hmm. So did Paul. I'm just saying. So you can be strong, and uh, so we just got to learn that. So, of course, yes, he was Jewish, but again, as I just said, it goes on. Hi from Charlotte. Nice to have you. Southern California, good to have you. Thank you, Donna. My question is regarding saying the rosary. I like to listen to the rosary. I drive into work and meditating on the mysteries. Does that still count? Of course it counts. Again, the biggest part of the rosary is... Uh, to meditate on the mysteries and the, and the words of the prayer are the words of scripture, right? Uh, the Our Father is directly from Jesus himself and the Hail Mary, the first part's all from scripture. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. The angel of God said that in Luke. Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit. All that is in Luke. Uh, St. Bernardine of Siena added, we put the word Jesus in there to make it clear who the fruit of the womb is, Jesus, because it doesn't say that in the original uh, scripture. It's, I mean, of course, that not right there, but you shall name him Jesus. It all fits, of course. Uh, blessed are you, Holy Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Boom, all scripture. Second part, we're just putting our part in. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So, it's all scripture, so you can uh, say the words, but you can d enter deeper into the mystery by meditating on each mystery. It's fantastic. Like, again, when you're saying the rosary and you're at the joyful mystery and uh, you watch Jesus be born however he was born, and there's Mary holding the God of the universe in her arms, and she looks at you and says, here, you want to hold him? 
Gosh, that's how you say the rosary, huh? Fantastic. That's how you say the rosary. So anyway, um, and today, they forgot to remind me, but today is, uh, I just thought about it, is our 100th podcast. Isn't that exciting? 100 podcasts. Gosh, it seems like a 1,000. But anyway, it seems 100. Now what's going to be happening is uh, we finally got everything situated. So those of you who watched the thing with Justin Fatika, the first 15 minutes, He's coming back on. We're going to do the next 45 minutes. The, the problem was the machine kept, uh, it was slowing down. It just took us literally two weeks to get it all fixed. But now it's all fixed, God willing. And so we'll start doing that more. Another thing in the near future is the Lord just been putting my heart, I couldn't even sleep last night because I was thinking about it so much, about doing another podcast for men. You know, so I do everything, most of my ministry is to men. And so we're not going to take away from this podcast at all, but we're going to have another one out just called Estovir. Estovir is Latin for be a man. huh? So uh, it'll just be, I mean, women can watch it, of course, but the thing is going to be, what's it mean to be a man of God? I'm going to ask every person that comes in and I uh, thing on what does it mean? What does Estovir mean to you? Meaning, what does it mean to be a man? And just to really and flesh that because I really believe that we need to find a balance with men's ministry. I've been involved in men's ministry now for over 34 years. And um, my job is always to try to keep it balanced. You know, so we ask be on, under the authority of the Holy Father. There's a lot of people that I was involved with men's ministry in that have completely went over the deep end completely because they're filled with their own pride and arrogance so again they take on the holy father they take on bishops i was at a thing with the first meeting we all had together and we were starting the cmla and a guy got up and uh who i'd support i'd give him a thousand dollars a year to help him in his ministry and while i was standing there he sat there and says we men must raise up the the bishops and the priests have failed us we need to take over I was right there. And of course, I'm not a gentle type, but I said, that's already been done. It's called Protestantism. So, uh, but there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of these speakers who have went off the deep end. Uh, a lot of them are uh, not originally Catholic and that becomes problems because they don't have themselves grounded in the fullness of the truth. But the Holy, po- the Holy Father who is the, uni- the, the thing of unity and they try to get around it Again, it's their Protestant beginnings really entering in. A lot of them just were, but just crazy. Um, but a lot of it's the arrogance and the lack of humility, and that uh, they really think they got to take over. So my job I've always seen is, though I'm strong, to uh, try to find uh, what's God's will in this. Where is His when He tells us on Sunday, though He was in the form of God? Well, how does uh, Jesus did not deem equality with God something to grasp that rather he emptied himself. So that's the way Jesus comes to teach us how to be a man. A lot of these people want to go back to the Old Testament and fight people and kill people in God's holy name. That ain't the way Jesus did it. Remember just recently when um, in the scriptures that uh, they're going through Samaria and the people won't accept them and James and uh, John sits there and says, should we call fire down from heaven to to, (laughs) kill them all? Huh? And what does Jesus say? He rebukes them. 
So when people are bringing that theology from the Old Testament into the New Testament, and they're trying to look at other people, like even uh, when I wrote my book, Be a Man, it was based on the words King Solomon said to David. So I was using David as an example for masculinity, but I didn't stop it there. It goes and gets perfected in the person of Jesus Christ. And so we have to always go back and how does Jesus deal with the sins of the world? He dies for it. We want to kill for it. And that's just not of God. Anyway, so we're going to talk about that. So watch for that in the next month or so. Uh, it's going to be called Estovir, Be a Man. And it'll be primarily, this. Uh, it won't be me talking like this ever. It'll always be me just doing interviews with other men in ministry and what's it mean to be a man. And we'll really explore that and go into that. And uh, what's it mean to be a man of God? And uh, so just look forward to that. So uh, I just wanted to give you a heads up on that stuff. Okay, one happy 100th, exactly. I don't even know how you knew that. Anyway. Happy 100. Happy 100. Father, I'm traveling now, so I'll be at adoration. Can I do a confession before or after if you're busy? <laughs> I totally understand. Uh, um, I don't know. See me tonight. If not, I'm, if you're going to be Oktoberfest, you can grab me. There's no issue with that at all. I have... Uh, uh, other appointments coming in today that have already got me. But Bruce, I'll do anything for you. If I can't do it tonight, again, I can do it uh, this weekend. Just grab me and I'll, I'll hear your confession. But I don't know if I'm going to have the chance before. I'm absolutely not. After, I might. Uh, but we'll have to see. I sent a care package by UPS this morning to you. Joe and Anna's shelter. Oh, how nice. Should arrive maybe Monday, Tuesday for sure. Happy 100th episode. Thank you. Um, I'm going to be away all next week, uh, so it'll come in, but my staff will be in. No one will be on Monday because every Oktoberfest kills us. Let me give you a hint. And uh, so, but I have to drive to Doylestown and uh, do a start a parish mission Monday night down there, a lady in Mount Carmel. So anybody in the Harrisburg, Philadelphia area, I think it's closer to Philadelphia. But anyway, I'm going to be down in Doylestown, our lady in Mount Carmel, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Um, it's either 6.30 to 8.30 or 7 to 9. I think it's 6.30 to 8.30. I don't remember. Uh, but either way, you can go look that up on our website or go just go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Doylestown. They have everything on their website too. But it's two hours a night. If you're in that area, come on down. It'd be great to see you. Excuse me. Oktoberfest this weekend. Yes, baby. Yep, yep, yep. Eli, blessed Oktoberfest weekend. Thank you. It's supposed to rain crazy, so you need to storm heaven. Please, storm heaven, please, that uh, it doesn't get too bad. And it has to stop for the wiener dog race at 2 o'clock on Saturday, so pray hard. Um, hi, Robbie from UK. I am converting to Catholicism at Easter and recently divorced. My priest says I have a good case for an annulment. Yes. Can I begin the process before I'm received into the church? I don't know. I would, I don't know, tell you the truth. I would think maybe because you're in the RCIA process, uh, but I don't know, you have to ask your pastor, especially if you're in the UK, I don't know, they could have different process there. But usually if you're in RCIA, you can do a lot of things uh, because you're already in the process. And uh, again, Audrey, Father, please don't berate yourself. I'm not. 
God looks at your heart. You're a fabulous priest. Oh, thank you, Audrey. <laughs> yeah, but God also knows who I am, so it's a little bit of both. Okay. Good afternoon. Hoping to stop in October 5th from Ridgeway. You, hopefully, it'll be fantastic. People in the area, you don't be afraid even if it rains. We're putting up the tents right now. $14,000 just in tents. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but somebody come walking in today, and they bought 100 tickets for the car. 100. That's $10,000. Isn't that perfect? So because of that, uh, we paid off the car. If you didn't see the, um, uh, go to YouTube to the, the shorts and me and Joe, we put a thing out inviting people to Oktoberfest. It's funny as heck. You just gotta, if you can, uh, uh, while I'm talking, it's less than one minute. It's, it's a short on YouTube and it's also on Facebook and everything else, but you can go to YouTube right now. And, uh, just look at Joe's eyes when I'm talking. I put a little red hat on him and he, it's funny. Oh, it's just so funny. So, but watch his eyes when you're watching it. You'll laugh like heck because it's fantastic. Joe is not in the mood when I'm doing this to him. So you got to watch it. Yeah, there you go. Um, um, there you go. Your laughter with Joe was sweet. He is very gentle. Joe is the anti-father Larry. He's very, 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 very gentle. Okay, if you must be angry at yourself or at an object, is that a sin that needs to be confessed? No, if because uh, anger itself can be a good thing. It can be a sign of humility, as long as it's not berating what God has done. You know, again, sometimes, like today, I talked about, uh, if you watch the, the Mass today, we focused on, you know, the Old Testament talks about rejoicing in the Lord must be your strength. And today's the Feast of St. Faustina. And sometimes people are all make the divine mercy all about them and, you know, weeping and I'm no good. Well, that ain't who God created. God created you in his image and likeness and God lives inside of you, please. And if you would sit there and instead of focusing on you and focus on Jesus who lives within you by the power of the Holy Spirit, and then you sit there and you start living in the dignity. So it'll bring you humility, not this false humility where you think you're no good. But again, like when I get mad at myself for not being humble enough or not being selfless enough, you know, that's a good thing because it's calling me to go deeper. But it doesn't mean I'm a piece of garbage, huh? It means I got to continue change, continue to repent, continue to do God's will in my life. That's what God's calling me to. Huh? So you don't have to worry about that. You can get mad at objects. Again, if you're, if you're like, if I'm working out and I'm angry and I'll sit there and think about the thing I'm angry about. And usually it's things, huh? Sometimes I'm angry at people. Mm, sometimes those above me gets me crazy. But anyway, all good people doesn't mean we don't agree with them. But, um, you can, uh, like go and hit a punching bag, stuff a pillow, hit a pillow. You can do that kind of stuff and that'd be okay. It does not have to be confessed. Now, if you hit somebody else, yeah, that got to be confessed. Uh, congratulations, God blessing, all your endeavors. Thank you. Uh, when are you coming back? I will be back on Friday because I'm doing the retreat on Saturday for the uh, next week for the um, all the... Uh, Young people being confirmed in the Diocese of Erie, those who are coming. We have like 400 uh, kids that are coming, and I'm the priest, so you got to pray for me that uh, some people think I'm too old to deal with uh, kids. But uh, 
they still respond to me. Um, but I got to make sure that I'm, they're younger kids, so I have to be more gentle than normal. Um, than normal. I have to be more gentle, period. <laughs> so that I don't scare them. You know, so I don't go back to my teacher mode, but I have to be in my retreat mode uh, for that Saturday. So uh, pray for me and pray for them, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Um, you got it. No same-sex blessings. We can bless people. It's not the, see, that's the whole thing. You're taking things out of context again, Julie, that you don't tell God what to do. God can bless anybody, and the blessing can get them out of sin. Like I talked about a couple, <laughs> see, I'm getting, I'm getting crazy here, so I'm going to pull back. We always got to meet people where they're at. If Jesus would not have met Matthew, the tax collector and the sinner, or Zacchaeus, the tax collector and the sinner, or the woman com com uh, committed adultery, the tax collector and the sinner. Just by being with them, he was a blessing to them. And it was his blessing that brought them all to conversion. The blessing of Jesus saying, I'm going to come and eat dinner with you tonight, Zacchaeus. Now, it's much more than having dinner with Zacchaeus. It's having table fellowship with them. And to have table fellowship with someone means that they're your equal. So when he's having table fellowship with a sinner, he's coming down to them. And the, the, the Pharisees in that were very, you, you can't do that. And yet he did it. And then Matthew, because he did it, became a saint. Saint Matthew wrote one of the Gospels. But it could not have happened unless Jesus met him and blessed him with his very being that he could become a saint. So we don't bless people to keep them in sin. And we don't bless unions and make them marriages. And the Holy Father's already said that. But we can bless people because through our blessing, they can get the grace of conversion so that they don't live in sin anymore. You see, how the way God works. And we got to work the same way. If we just stand back and judge people, let them go to hell, that's not the will of God. Because again, we've talked about it before. What does the word of God say? John three sixteen. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that anyone who believes in him may not die, but everlasting life. Three seventeen says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. So our blessing people can save them. And isn't it the will of God that everybody gets saved and come to the knowledge of his truth? So we got to watch where our hearts are before God. We never say sin is okay. Never do we say sin is okay. Never do we say sin is okay. We never bless sin. You can't bless sin. But we can bless people. Like when you go to confession, you're a great sinner and we bless you and we forgive you to make you a great saint. So we got to be offering that to all people. Do not listen to what people say on the internet. Look at the readings. Look what the Pope says. Read those things because if not, you're not open to truth. Anybody, you must look at both sides and don't ever tell God how to work. Because if we looked only at justice, you would be in hell and I would be in hell. I promise you that. 
The only way you will go to heaven or I will go to heaven is because the great mercy of God. We deserve eternal damnation. And God himself took our sin upon himself. My sin, your sin, your mortal sin, my mortal sin. And he paid the penalty so that we could live forever. We need to be grateful and we need for everyone to come to that. God wants the heart of God is everyone to be saved. That's in his heart. Is that in my heart? Is that in your heart? What are we doing about it then? No one will come to God because of our judgment of them. They will come to God because we love them where they are so we can get them where Jesus wants them to be. It's just that simple. So you need to read what the Holy Father says. You need to be humble enough to not know everything. Again, we can question, we can look at things, we can ask but we have to humbly listen. And again, that's what the synod's doing. We're listening to each other. Isn't it amazing? We're not listening to each other, even in a church. Um, and I'm guilty of it, please. We're all guilty of it. And I think if we really would just start listening to each other, things would be a lot better. But anyway, so yes. <laughs> but Julie, you know, when you sit there and say things, you've done this to me before, you push my button. <laughs> it's not good to push my button. You know, so again, you can say things when you say, no, no, no. Ah, stop it. Don't do that kind of stuff. Anyway, the YouTube video is great. It is funny. Uh, I love my enemies, Father. I'm glad you love your enemies. Then stop, then pray for them, fast for them, and do anything to get them to heaven. Again, what I often say, would you be willing to change places with those people? Would you be willing to go to hell if they could get to go to heaven? That's where it says where our heart is. Paul said that he would. I'd be willing to be cut off from God if I could save some of them. Hmm. That's just the way the word of God is. Oh, the organic butter roasted pecans will be waiting for you. What a nice woman, Sandra. Thank you. No worries, Julie. Don't worry. Uh, Janet Pitta. Love your live stream. So enriching for me. And love that you're from Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, me too. I do love. Because part of the thing with me being from Pittsburgh is we are who we are. Huh? Like my classmates say, I'm very blue collar and I am. Okay. Let's go things here. Okay. Uh, questions for podcasts. Quest. Okay, that's where I start. That's somebody else. Questions here. We got two of them here. In the Old Testament, many people are recorded living to be hundreds of years old. Did they really live this older? What does this mean? I've wondered about this for a long time. In the early, uh, again, before diseases and that hit the world, people lived longer. You know, like some people live today to be 120. It's a rare thing. But before um, diseases and everything and interbreeding and all the stuff came throughout the world people just lived longer but then as time went on like recent times people like during uh jesus time you know if you were 50 you're old you know so it's going up and down but that's what my explanation other people have i learned is that in the beginning like methuselah and that would be over a thousand years old it's because that was the beginning of uh beginning of people and people just lived longer 
I struggle with not being able to hear God. When I sit in silence and quiet, I find my mind wanders and I'm unable to stay focused. When I go to adoration and sit in front of Jesus, it's the same for me. It's been going on for many years. What do I, can I do? Oh, joy. You read the word. Every word is God speaking to you. So again, you pray to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, I can't hear you. And he goes, that's why I wrote you my Bible. That's why I wrote my word to you. You pray to the Holy Spirit, and then you slowly start reading, especially whenever you go to pray. And then you sit there, and you stop when God hits you with a two-by-four. And you can tell when it's of God because it'll give you peace. And then you can write that down. So like I just got... A uh, new guy that's going to go into seminary. I uh, just became a spirits director today. I said, so beginning tomorrow, I'm gonna, you'll get a text from me between uh, 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. normally. Um, and I'll ask you, okay, let's remind you to spend time with the Word, and then you got to send me what God says to you, the verse that God said to you. And you got to do it every day. And then I got, you got to write it down so you can never say that God doesn't speak to me. Well, God speaks to you every day. But you got to meet him in his Word, Okay. Very good, Joy. These other two we've already done. Uh, there we go. We're all in prayers. Okay. People of God, uh, some of you I didn't see on here today, so I miss you. So we should be on next week when I'm in Doyle's, uh, Doylestown. Uh, you never know when I'm on the road, but that's the plan. I will be there, God willing, next uh, Thursday. So pray for me. Pray for Oktoberfest. John Smith, I had a rumor today the bishop was upset with you and your pastoral planning. <laughs> oh, the bishop gets upset with me all kinds of times. <laughs> so we don't know what's happening. You can go look at last week for that. But I love my bishop, but he does get, uh, uh, I don't know if he loves me. I'm not typical, so it's hard to deal with me. I get it. Anyway, the Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless, keep, and protect you. He who is Father and Son and Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Pray for us in Oktoberfest this weekend. And of course, I'm always praying for you. Mm -hmm.